Did I tell what you was that outro song last time? I feel like it was good. And I feel like you played like the whole song. Yeah, when when I really like the song, I I play the whole thing. Yeah, I was just jamming. Like I was listening to our our podcast in our car, and then I was just like didn't realize I was listening to a podcast. I was just listening to a song. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, was it was it like a punk rock song? Uh, yeah, it was. Was it the um, American Hi Fi? Hey, man, man. Here. Flavor of the week. Here, it was. It was. If it is, I have a song right here on my iTunes. Uh, her boyfriend. She don't. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Oh yeah, I was totally jammed with that song. <laughs> she paints her nails and she don't know. She's got her best friend on the phone. This song is so relatable. <laughs> it totally was, but you know, five years ago. Fuck yeah. What a line, huh? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's just like them just forgetting, or not like forgetting, just like, hey guys, I have no idea what to put here. I'm like, I don't know. Those Nintendo? Kids, those kids play their uh, Nintendos all the time, so might as well do that. <laughs> oh, hey guys. Thank you for joining in. It is time for the officially unofficial podcast of Rockford, Illinois. That's right, it's time for Live from the 815. It is episode 29, live from the A15 podcast. It's the regulars, me and Jake over there. Jake, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. It's great to be back after another awesome episode last week. Huge episode last week. You are listening to two celebrities, I guess you can say. Um... Our interview with Patrick Manley, you can check it out, is episode 28 of Live from the 815 Podcast. It made the big time. Everyone knows <laughs> it, the, the, the third page. I'm sure you've seen it. I'm, I'm sure, sure you've I, all seen actually, it. Actually, yeah. I'm sorry if, if this is a, a repeat to you. I'm sure everyone, you're, all your family's talking about it. But we you've were... You've seen it on other news articles, but yeah. We were mentioned in an article for the Chicago Tribune on the third page. That's right. We made it, folks. Woo! Actually, Jake, I don't think I uh, told you. I went out and bought a copy of an actual newspaper. Did you? And I was asking people, like, my bosses at, at work and stuff, where do I buy a newspaper? And I felt like such a fucking little millennial, <laughs> like a little bitch, but... Yeah, we're... Yeah, this is an exciting thing. There we there we have... They say Colton's name in it and They everything. say my name like an idiot. Like, it's, <laughs> like I actually mean something. Yeah, and they blurted out where you actually called him a kiss ass, yeah, which I thought was funny. Like, my parents saw the article, and they're like, Colton said he was a brown noser? I was like, no, we called him a kiss ass. Well, I said brown noser after kiss ass. <laughs> you did, but it, it was but funny. But I called him a kiss like, ass My parents first. were shocked at brown noser, and I was like, no, he called him a kiss ass. <laughs> it says, former bear Patrick Manley reveals secret to his success. Uh, some really boring words. During an appearance on Wednesdays live from the A15 podcast in Rockford, the hosts asked Patrick Manley why he was universally beloved. Um, and then some other words. And then host in bold ass print. Bolder than the rest of the print. Host Colton St. Vincent joked, it sounds like you were what we like to call a ellipses, because that's what the three dots in a row are called, I think. Ellipses. Brown noser. Um. So, Phil Thompson, um, I would sue you for using our podcast unknowingly, <laughs> but that's fucking awesome, so <laughs> you can do it yeah, all you yeah. want. You, thanks for listening, man. Yes. Um, awesome. I, I'm not sure if he just skimmed through everything and just gave us, just went to the interview, but either way, thanks for listening. 
Thanks, you man. Thanks, dog. Um, so yeah, so officially this is this is it for live from the One Five Podcast. We've we've made it. This is our goodbye. We are now we're rich select- now. We're we now told rich. You once we're rich. We're done. So we're rich now. That that article really paid out. The the whole <laughs> point of the of the podcast was for fun, and now that we're this rich and famous, I can't even go anywhere without paparazzi harassing me and my wife and my kids. It's <laughs> it's brutal out there. Yeah. So for our safety, we're retiring. Not. <laughs> Not. Just kidding. We didn't make any money. We never do. We never hey. do. We never will. So, <laughs> Life Notified Five Podcast is trucking along for more features in a paper. So, that's cool. <laughs> it is at this point that Skype once again crashed. So, we apologize for any inconvenience. And we are back. Um, as usual, Skype is doing its own thing. Um, so we had to break it up, but hey, we, we made it folks, we're the big time and we know what we're doing here, so. Yeah, real tech wizards over here, we, we can figure this out. Tech wizards is, that was our nickname throughout high school and, and college. Yeah, and we have a huge team of tech guys behind us trying to figure this out, but, uh, once again, everyone we hire is completely incompetent, so. Yes, incompetent is right, but we can just kick it right into football talk. It is, um... It is a coaching season, I guess, for the non-playoff teams, and the and your Chicago Bears have a new head coach, and just today they they hired a new offensive coordinator. Yes, very exciting news for the Bears. Uh, Matt Nagy, it's pronounced Nagy, like a, to nag someone, is the the uh, new head coach. Was formerly the offensive coordinator of the Kansas City Chiefs, the one and done in the playoffs, Kansas City Chiefs. And uh, he came out and admitted that he called every single play in that second half of the game they lost. And uh, it's good that he owned up to that, but it's an exciting time for uh, Bears fans. How are you feeling about it? I am so pumped. This is the exact kind of hire that I wanted. He's he's 39. He's got a ton of energy. He, um, yeah, he he just seems like he knows how to like handle a room. He knows his whole his whole coaching career is going to be tied to how Trubisky does. So he's going to focus a ton of energy and a ton of uh, game planning on on uh, developing Trubisky. So that's exactly what we needed in the uh, head coach. Yeah, and he looks exactly like uh, that actor from uh, House of Cards, Corey Stoll, the bald guy. Doug Stamper from House of Cards? I think so, yeah. The, just the bald guy with the beard. He, they are doppelgangers, so that's exciting. That is exciting, sure. That's very, very... <laughs> oh, I'm pumped for the doppelganger. No, but he, he runs a very uh, cool offense in uh, Kansas City. He did a lot of run-pass options with the quarterbacks. So, you know, Trubisky will be doing those... Will be, uh, will be used, you know, in a much more creative way than last year. Last year's run-run-pass, run-run-pass. Yes. You yes. know, it was, it was brutal watching Bears games. And then um, just today, the Bears hired former Oregon head coach uh, Mark Helfrich. He was the, or they hired him as the uh, offensive coordinator. So Helfrich was the head coach when Oregon won it all back in uh, what year was that? 2014. Yeah, he's uh, under Chip Kelly. He was uh, his Chip Kelly's offensive coordinator. So, so Helfrich will learned. be calling the offensive plays. Um, so I'm I'm pumped. There's actually something going on. With the Bears' offense, the Bears' defense uh, could could stay as good as it was last year. They have the people. They just need to bring back Vic Fangio or get somebody. Still no news on Fangio, which is still interesting. Um, I would like him to bring him back. That is just me. Um, I, I think it's huge for the Bears to bring him back, just for the consistency. You know, you got so much changing on offense. It would be really big for you guys to just go into the next year with the same defensive scheme. Yeah, you know. So, I think it's important, and uh, the Packers did not steal Vic Fangio away from you, which I was hoping they would do for defensive coordinator, but they went and got their own D coordinator, Mike Pettin, former coach of the Cleveland Browns, the, and he actually won seven house. games. He won seven games as a Browns and uh, coach, and now we look back at that, and that's actually pretty impressive. At the time, he got fired because, you know, seven wins isn't enough, but... Apparently, it's seven more than they can get this year. So, And uh, a few quick stats about Mike Patton. He was uh, the D coordinator under Rex Ryan, so that's the kind of defense he runs. Uh, then he was with the Bills 
for one year and then hired as the Browns coach for two years and then was fired. So uh, he's always had a good defense, and uh, the Packers have are going to be changes of things. So that's exciting. Oh, uh, yeah. Football. Football. That's it, folks. Have a good, have a good week. Bye. Bye, guys. Just kidding. Oh. Yeah. Woo! Yeah, there's so much more. We're what you call jokesters. We're like, that was yeah. a joke. <laughs> hope, we, hope you guys didn't click off. You know, if you probably did, lost half our audience right there. Oh, yeah. Well, that's like 500,000 people, so. <laughs> Makes sense. Um, so, yeah, things are changing for Bears and Packers this year. You know, I'm expecting, I'm expecting big free agent moves for both teams because new coaches like to make their stamp, and the Packers also have a new GM. Not sure if I mentioned this. Ryan Gutkunst. So uh, he's going to want to make a splash. That stands for general manager, by the way, for those of you who, uh, who got oh, lost. Yeah. So he, he pretty much is going to be running the team, adding all new players. And uh, – I would not be surprised if he ends up cutting Clay Matthews, Randall Cobb, and Jordy Nelson, which is crazy to say, but that would clear up over $30 million in cap space, and they do not uh, produce enough. I would love to re-sign Jordy for a cheaper contract, which I think is possible, but I think it's very unlikely we re-sign Clay Matthews if we cut him, because uh, he's a little Hollywood, and he would probably go to like the Cowboys and be very marketable, so... If you cut Cobb and Nelson, like who are you guys gonna get then? Well, I, I that's why I think it's it'd be important to re-sign Nelson to a cheaper. But I mean, he's making like ten million next year, and so is Cobb. Cobb's making like twelve million, and uh, Cobb I think can be easily replaced either in a uh, cheaper free agent, maybe a Taylor Gabriel from Atlanta. He's fast, or we could even just move Ty Montgomery back to wide receiver and. Uh, like Cobb doesn't make catches downfield. All he really did was catch screens and run the ball a few times and little dump offs was what. So I think he'll be easily replaced. It'll be tough to find a starting outside linebacker, and uh, it, Jordy's irreplaceable because of his uh, connection with Rodgers. But he's also costs you know has like the second largest cap hit on our team, so. I, I'm expecting a lot of changes in Green Bay for the first time in a long time. Well, I mean, it's it's the beginning of the end. So, I am I mean, this is just the uh, transition from Rodgers' uh, career being wasted to Trubisky winning seven Super Bowls. Oh, obviously. I mean, just like the seven touchdowns and seven interceptions he threw all of last year. Exactly. Seven Super Bowls. Seven. He, he's putting it all on the field for you, folks. All the signs are there. Yeah. Yeah, that's just math. For those of you who uh, who don't think that these are facts, that's that's mathematically a statement. <laughs> I feel like Nick Cage in National Treasure. Yeah, but but we're smarter than Nick Cage in that movie. That's a great movie, by the way. <laughs> I know. But, uh, so is uh, number two is not as good. Is there a third one? I don't know. I've I've only seen half of number two, and that's because back when I had my PSP, I I illegally downloaded it onto my PSP, and then it Black. and then it crashed my PSP. <laughs> <laughs> So I I never got to see the uh, second half of that movie. Oh no! You said it. I mean, huh? It's on TV all the time. It's not. I'm well, sure I it's not there. Well, I don't have cable or anything, so I guess I'll never uh, find out what happens. Someday it'll be on Netflix. Man, I am counting the days. <laughs> um, you want to recap the wild week of football? Sure. Last week, uh, we had the Titans and Chiefs. That was exciting. Uh, as we talked about the f- before. Uh, Matt Nagy called all the plays in the second half while the Chiefs blew a 21-3 lead to a not-very-good Tennessee Titans team. Yeah, that, uh, that game was not enticing at all, and it just proved that both teams aren't that good. Yeah, but it was also a very exciting game. Marcus Mariota threw a touchdown to himself. If you haven't seen it, I would just look it up because it's a pretty cool play. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, the Chiefs, Andy Reid blows again in the playoffs. This is every year for Andy Reid. They blow it in the like second half of a playoff game. So this is just more which, of the same. Which sucks because I, I do consider Andy Reid like one of, the, one of the better coaches in football. Oh, absolutely. And, it, and now that I, I believe I heard that eight of the 32 coaches are un, from the Andy Reid uh, coaching tree in the NFL. So bananas. he just pushes out good coaching. That is bananas. So, 
yeah, so Andy Reid is a good coach. I just think he chokes in the playoffs like every time it seems like. So. Every goddamn time. Yeah, but like, <laughs> but the thing is, the winner of that. I mean, if if the Chiefs win, they aren't really going to do much else. Uh, probably not. I mean, the, the winner Tampa Bay goes. Do they? Play, or I mean, not Tampa Bay. Uh, the Titans play the Patriots. So yeah, that would. It would have been Kansas City Patriots. I definitely would have felt more confident in the Chiefs versus the Patriots than the Titans. No, Kansas City would have got um, the Steelers, right? Because they're, they're the higher seed. Oh, yeah. No. Nope. Uh, higher than the Jags, I believe. Huh? Wait. Yeah. Are, are they higher than the Jaguars? Because that's who are, is playing the Steelers. Either way, they would either play the Steelers or the Patriots, the two best teams in the AFC, clearly. So, and Andy Reid just would have choked it against them. Yes. <laughs> uh, other game, Falcons Rams was not that fun to watch. If I'm being honest, it wasn't that close the whole time. And uh, your Super Bowl pick is moving on. <laughs> sure are. I am not surprised at all. That's just um, a, a great football mind predicting facts at the beginning of the season. So pissed I picked the Jets. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't. I don't remember your actual pick. Neither do I. We, we, I haven't looked it up since we talked about it. I thought about looking it up, but then I didn't do it. So that's but, a good story. Yeah, that's a great story. <laughs> uh, stay tuned for more of Jake's great hot stories. But Falcons, Falcons might be the team that's uh, the biggest threat to the Patriots, in my opinion. Uh, possibly, but I mean, I, the Vikings are still there. The Saints look pretty good in their game. The, the NFC's got talent. The AFC's got two teams that are good. It's the Patriots or the Steelers. And the Jones, so. you, better, you better watch your mouth. The Jags are, the Jags are cooking. <laughs> yeah, speaking of that game, we talked about how awesome it was going to be. I, I don't know why we thought it would be fun to watch. It was actually brutal to watch as uh, Blake Bortles threw for 87 passing yards and rushed for 88 yards. So, But is Blake Bortles the new biggest dual threat quarterback in the NFL? I mean, it's hard to argue with the numbers. Fournette had 21 carries, only at 57 yards. Leonard Fournette, the number four overall pick, had that. And then Blake Bortles, 10 carries, 88 yards. So, I mean, That's, the proof's in the pudding, folks. Bortles yeah, check, has moved to running pudding. back. Check the pudding. It's right there. Yeah, they move Bortles to running back next year, bring in Kirk Cousins. I say they just do a Wildcat offense. <laughs> yeah, I like that idea. Thank you. Um, yeah, and the Bills just could not move the ball, which was not shocking at all. And uh, that game was pretty pretty boring, but it was close, actually, until the end. So no one could get the ball past the 50-yard line. It was bad. That's what I'm talking about. That's playoff football right there. Smash them out. <laughs> and then a real boring... Uh, you know, this game, way too many points scored in the Saints-Panthers game. It was just, you know, way too exciting for me. I, I'm more into those Bills-Jags games. 10-3, yeah, I want a good uh, pitcher's duel, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, I want it to look like a baseball score. But, uh, yeah, the, the Saints beat the Panthers. It was a shootout. It was, it was That game was actually a lot of fun to watch. Uh, and I think the Saints are probably the best team in the NFC, but we'll see because they are playing the Vikings next week. So, Yeah, there's some huge games coming up for the uh, NFC for this upcoming week. I I can't say I have too many takes on last week's games because somebody has to work around here, and <laughs> I um, worked doubles both days, so I couldn't watch a single football game. Yeah, I mean, you didn't miss too much. I mean, that Saints Panthers game, that was a lot of fun. So uh, I'm expecting really good games this week. Uh, do you get to watch them, or are you working again? I'm working again, but I uh, I can still talk about them, you know? <laughs> Saturday and Sunday? Sure, yeah, yeah. Two doubles. Two doubles? Oh, sure am. Uh, wow. Hooray. Hooray well, is right. Uh, but the games that I'm missing are the Falcons at the Eagles, the Titans at the Pats, uh, the Jags at Steelers, Saints at Vikings all can be some solid-ass games, except that New England game. That's going to be very bad. <laughs> yeah, and the, and the Falcons-Eagles could be bad because it's Nick Foles, so yeah, that's not very exciting. I mean, I, I hope the Eagles win because I really like their team this year, but I, I just think the Falcons got pretty lucky in this one. I wouldn't mind the Eagles and the Vikings meeting up in the championship game because they have two, the, they have the uh, two starting quarterbacks from 
Jeff Fisher's uh, Rams team, and that yeah. just proves that Jeff Fisher is the new quarterback whisperer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Jeff Fisher. Did you hear his quote where the Rams? Yeah, he really did leave the Rams in a good place. You know, they're welcome for <laughs> leaving them in such a good state. Yeah, like what big, a jackass! Big thank, uh, thank you to Jeff Fisher. <laughs> He he made the Rams make the playoffs, and he helped um, the Eagles and uh, Vikings at quarterback. So that's just that's just a coach being a very humble guy right there. Yeah, his coaching tree is all just guys who finally leave him and then start succeeding. It's funny, uh, but yeah, it's, holy it's shit! Another... Did you see the <laughs> did you see the spread for the Patriots game? No, thirteen and a half. Oh my god. Jesus um, I'm not a betting man, and I would never bet that game. That would be so bad. Like, yeah, I'm gonna take the Patriots plus two touchdowns. Holy balls! Like, I, honestly, I I'll take I'll take the Patriots and uh, two touchdowns. I probably would. I mean, just because you know, so many things can happen. The Titans could score a field goal that, that makes them lose by ten in the last second. You know, like I don't know. I, I, that's not a good game to bet. But uh, I would definitely go Atlanta minus three. I'd take that for sure. Yeah, yeah, that's because uh, Nick Foles is hot trash. So yeah, that's that's wild that uh, a one seed at home is the underdog. <laughs> that is pretty crazy, and it's funny that the Saints have a higher seed than the Falcons, but the Saints have to play the Vikings, and the Falcons get to play the number one seed Eagles. But you'd much rather be playing the Eagles than the Vikings right now. That's for sure. Yeah, well, the Falcons' uh, road to Colton being correct is is looking pretty good. Yeah, you know what's fun is that the Vikings are actually have an indoor stadium now, so the Saints will get to be playing indoors like they always do. So I think that'll be a really fun matchup, Saints Vikings. Yeah, well, if if I had to root for any of these uh, remaining eight, I'm probably I mean other than the Falcons, just so I can brag, I'm going either Jacksonville <laughs> or Minnesota. It'd be cool. I hate Minnesota. But it'd be cool to see somebody finally play in their home stadium. I'd like them to get blown out in their home stadium. That'd be cool. I don't care. I hate the Vikings. But uh, I'm definitely, I want a Saints, like, Steelers Super Bowl. So, because the Steelers, I love, you know, that's just such a cool core with Antonio Brown left out. That'll be fun to see. Versus Drew Brees getting another chance at a ring. Another ring, so. True. That's what I'm hoping for. Well, hopefully the Super Bowl is as good as the national championship was for college football. Oh yeah, that was a good game right there. That was, no, right that was there, folks. That was an, an even better segue. That was way better than the game. <laughs> that was, hey, like it. It takes a real man to prove when he's wrong. It takes a, a bigger man to prove or to talk, like bring up when he's right. And I was right, right there. I was huge. That was that was Monty Colton. You nailed it. Thank you. But yes, it was the game was crazy. Um... The first half was okay. Uh, I, be- I believe it was what thirteen zero at half. Georgia, Georgia had a little lead there. Yeah, it was thirteen to nothing. Alabama could not move the ball with your boy Jalen Hurts at the helm. I used to he think was, he was good. I used three to think for he was eight good. for twenty one yards. He was so. Uh, yeah, yeah. Last year I thought Jalen Hurts was going to be the future of college football. I was wrong. He sucks. He's yeah. terrible. Got benched after the first half of a national championship game for a true freshman whose name <laughs> is Tua Tagovailoa. Tua Tagovailoa or something. Tua Tagovailoa. Nailed it. He's uh, he's Hawaiian. He's from Hawaii, and he came in the second half as a kid who was in high school last year. And went 14 of 24 for 166 yards, three touchdowns, one interception. And one of those touchdowns was the absolute dime that he dropped in in overtime after taking a terrible sack. And yeah, that was it was crazy. I was going I was going nuts. I was it was a very emotional time. If you were a uh, Alabama fan, all like all night, it just looked like uh, Georgia had them uh, right where they wanted them. But then once. Alabama was even close. It was like a story. It was like a movie. Yeah. Once it was even close to Alabama showing life, I knew it was over. Especially because Jalen Hurts wasn't playing. And <laughs> you then, know? But then the um, Alabama's kicker, Andy Papanastos. I say that right? Yeah, they, they got really good names on Alabama. Real easy. Make it real easy on us. Freaking heck yeah. 
No, yeah, he just shanks he just shanks a kick. Uh, what was it like thirty six yard, thirty eight yards? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And if um, if Tua can't throw that uh, touchdown in overtime, Pepinastas might his life is over. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, yeah, <laughs> kickers go through that all the time. But uh, Alabama ended up holding on. He actually missed two kicks that game, went two exactly. for four, and he was he was, was a really bad. good kicker all year. Uh, but but like a college kicker, if you if you don't go on to be a pro kicker and get paid money for it, you like your your life is over. So I think I think Tua literally saved Papadnasto's life. <laughs> Man, if he gets more chances at kicking, I don't know if he'll ever be an NFL kicker. He clearly, it doesn't uh, handle pressure very well. So. Exactly, but like a kid that young, he's gonna blame himself for the whole thing if they lose, and. Yeah. Yeah, because there's, there's an interview with Pat McAfee because he used to be the kicker for uh, West Virginia, and uh-huh. they were the number two team in the nation, and they, oh, and, they, and they played Pittsburgh, their final game of the season. So it was, it was literally just beat this like, really shitty uh, Pittsburgh team and go to the, nat- to the uh, national championship. And Pat McAfee's from Pittsburgh. So yeah. he had like his whole like his, everyone he's ever met ever was at this oh, game, man. and he misses two like thirty yard field goals, and he said he was like it was the worst he's ever. It was like the worst like month of his life. He was getting like death threats. The kid's like twenty one years old. That's brutal. And yeah. that's West Virginia. You're telling me that Alabama's not gonna give this kid death threats? Oh yeah, absolutely. He would have been yeah. That would have been brutal, but. uh we talked a little bit about Georgia. Their quarterback didn't look that great, but uh, from yeah, fun story. I remember watching him in the Little League World Series a few years ago. Yeah, they showed that. That was that was pretty neat. That he was yeah. huge. He was a big I, I, ass. I dude. literally remember him because he was like 160, You know, which as a how old are they in that? Ten? Yeah, <laughs> like twelve. Yeah, he was a monster. He was hitting dingers left and right. So it was cool to see him. He looks like he could be a first-round type talent uh, next year because he was just a freshman. So that uh, that guy's living his best life. He was he was like a top ten-year-old for the Little League World Series. He was the top overall prospect in high school. Now he led uh, Georgia to a national championship appearance. He's only nineteen, I think. He's good-looking. He has way more confidence than I do. God damn, <laughs> damn. it! He's gonna be so rich. He's gonna. He's, uh, Son of a bitch. Yeah. So, but jokes well, on him, he wasn't mentioned in the wrong. Chicago Tribunes, maybe. Yeah, I've never, I'm sure he's been mentioned several times in the Chicago Tribune. But, you know, still. Oh, God, that was gross. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so that's that's the hottest takes. I, I can't really recap it better any better than that because I drank a lot during the game. So. Oh yeah, it was it was a fun game to drink through too. A lot of exciting overtimes. Oh, I love college overtime. There's like nothing better. Yeah, they, that team I, gets the ball at the thirty-five, and you you have to score, and whoever wins wins. So I think that's way better than the NFL's overtime. But it does run up scores from time to time, where you know teams are just touchdown, 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 yeah, touchdown. If, the if game ended. If you're a betting man, 24. overtime is a savior. If you yeah. if you're down and you need like eleven points, you mm-hmm. hope so bad for that field goal to tie the game instead of the touchdown to uh, to end it. And when you get that field goal and you realize that overtime is coming, you get so amped up, you get so pumped. So I'm yeah. sure people were just getting real jazzed. And um, speaking of betting, the touchdown if if it's the pros, they have to kick the extra point, but college yes. but college does not, and Georgia. Um, was given three and a half points, so oh. that's that's just crazy banana land. I'm sure you know that if you're a betting man, but that's brutal. Yeah, yeah, those are just those those dumb little things that people who gamble uh, know, and people who don't gamble don't know. Which also don't gamble because it fucking sucks. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, don't gamble unless you're uh, cool, then gamble. Yeah, unless you're really badass, because yeah. it's a really cool thing to do. Yeah, yeah, gambling's cool. <laughs> We have mixed messages on this show. Follow your heart. Follow your heart. Um, or become a gambleholic. Whatever you want to do. Gambleholic. <laughs> that is not... That cannot be the phrase. It's got to be. What else would it be? Gambleholic. Gambleholic. 
I don't know. I'm Googling it right now. Or my, our research team is Googling it. Yep, that's it. <laughs> Gambleholic. Gambler-holic. I don't know. I knew it. All right. Yeah. Well, that's, just, that's our newest segment. Colton is right yet again. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, that's, that's it for some sports talk. We got uh, a slow sports offseason coming when it comes to just uh, no football, no baseball so we're gonna we're gonna save some topics for then yeah we're not gonna dive into too much baseball right now because it's not very relevant and, and still so, no one's uh, doing anything so well the white Sox did sign miguel gonzalez sorry i jumped into it today <laughs> one year deal huge. we traded him last year so huge well welcome back that. welcome back miguel and there's our baseball segment for today you heard it here first um but i guess we can go into some segments Jake, we have two segments. Uh, what, which would you like to do first? Um, uh, we can do our top eight because that's right. always a fun time. All right. Yes. It, yeah. Especially coming off the uh, national championship talk, we're going to do a MySpace top eight, and this and this week's top eight is um, old takes that we thought were going to be true but ended up being very wrong. And this came about because I was so in on Jalen Hurts last season, and now I realize he stinks. Yeah, and we talked about it last week where, uh, you know, you love Cam Newton and you, you said you loved him and you can't turn your back on that, you know. You can't you can't change our opinion. So everything we say that we're, we still believe things. Yeah. So to kick it off, I can say that I was positive Johnny Renzel was the best quarterback in that draft that he went in. And um, I don't think I'm wrong still. You I know? do. Someone's got to give him a chance. Well, the the – uh, what are they called? Like the Birmingham Tiger Cats or whatever, the Canadian Football League. He's yeah. he's he's negotiating a contract right now, so the Johnny comeback is 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 starting up. He should sign for Trestman's team, whoever he's coaching, because they're probably winning it. The Argonauts, uh, they they already did win it last year. You fool! I know. Do they have a good quarterback? Uh, I doubt. I mean, who cares? They have Trestman, who is the Canadian <laughs> offensive genius. True, doesn't matter. But all I know is that once Johnny just gets that fourth or fifth chance, that's the one that's going to stick. Tressman going to Canadian football is pretty much like a uh, like the eighth man off of a NBA team going down to college basketball. Like he's <laughs> he's not good. He's not going to really do much at the big level. But once he goes down to, to college, he's going to average like thirty and twenty. Yeah, no, he's he knows how to win in Canada. In Canada yeah, so. yeah, yes. Good for him, you know, just be the best at what you do. Well, number three on our MySpace Top 8, um, for those uh, Cubs fans, you are going to remember this guy, Kevin Gregg. Do you remember him? Yeah, I do remember him. I remember looking <laughs> up videos of him when we signed him, and I was like, this guy has a, a little funky delivery, and it's totally going to pay off. <laughs> I thought Kevin Gregg was going to be a very good closer. I saw his goggles. I was all in on Kevin Gregg. And he was so shitty. He was so bad. And he, um, he I think he had like a seven-year-a for the Cubs in like two years. So, yeah. Yeah, so that's, always stick by your for your initial uh, feelings about a guy. I think Kevin Gregg played for the White Sox for a little bit too, if I'm not mistaken. He is so bad. His his funky delivery was like he like opened up his body and it looked like he like pushed the ball. It wasn't like a throw. It was like when somebody tries to throw a knuckleball, but they have no idea how to do it, so they just <laughs> push it with their arm. That's what that's what his pitching style was like. Well done, <laughs> thank you for your time, Kevin Gregg. Um, my next one for our MySpace top eight was the man behind probably the best college football game to ever be played the national championship between Texas and USC, where Vince Young ran in the touchdown with no time left. Uh, Vince Young, I thought he was the best quarterback to ever play. You know, when he, he could run the ball, he could in Texas he could throw the ball. And then as a rookie, he won Rookie of the Year and was put on the cover of Madden. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. <laughs> and that's then funny. he, uh, like, ran away from the team – uh, to his mom's house for like a week. Nobody had any idea where he was. He had mental breakdowns. It's, uh, it sucks, but he was absolutely terrible. <laughs> so, yeah, he, he couldn't handle the uh, bright lights of Madden. So he, yeah, 
He also weighed like thirty five pounds, and um, I I keep hearing his name every single offseason that he's trying to make a comeback. <laughs> I would love to see that. I don't know how old he is, but he's probably really old. Yeah, he's, I mean, he's probably like thirty. He could. There's still people he might. No, be he was twenty eight in two thousand eleven. Well, I'm not. So. Yeah. <laughs> so he's thirty five. <laughs> Alright, well we'll get we'll get Vince on the uh on the show and we'll see what he's got left in the tank. Yeah, I'm sure let's get him in Canada too. Let's just make Canada an awesome football league that you actually have, care about. I have this phrase that I just thought of. You ready? Yeah. Make Canada great again. <laughs> Dude, that Ooh, might take off. Wee. <laughs> All right. But, uh, yeah, let's just throw all of our old quarterbacks that aren't good anymore in Canada, and that will work, right? Yes. that Yes, that will work. Well, I'd much rather watch, like, a Vince Young versus Johnny Manziel man. Uh, That'd be so up. cool, actually. <laughs> yeah, would be, yeah, I'd watch the shit out of that. They, they would put that on ESPN. All right. Um, to keep the theme of quarterbacks going, um, what is this, number five? Maybe. Who knows? We don't, we don't follow the rules here, people. Um, so I grew up a Illinois football fan, along with my Notre Dame uh, love. Oh. <laughs> I, I think I know where you're going. I <laughs> thought Juice Williams was going to be a good Oh, hell yeah, dude. He was there for 17 years. <laughs> yeah, I thought the 35-year-old senior um, out of Illinois was going to be a good quarterback. At least like a, a decent, like a, he was going to play. He was going to get some time, so a shot somewhere. Um, I thought he was mobile. I thought he had a strong arm. He carried a team like Illinois to success. So he uh, he didn't do anything. No, he didn't. I'm not that surprised. But uh, yeah, he was. He seemed to be at Illinois for what seemed like six years minimum. Yeah. So and he was their starting quarterback every single year. But uh, yeah, he was not drafted or even given or even given an opportunity. So I think he was on clearly, the Bears practice squad for a little bit. Ooh, ooh, that's really fun. <laughs> yeah, uh, I actually know that for a fact because that was back when we had like Rex Grossman, and I was like, "Yeah, you get Rex Grossman, his career when he's done, he brings Juice off the practice squad. We're set." <laughs> yeah, but, man, the Bears have such, such a pristine history of quarterbacks from the practice squad. All of them. I mean, all Bears quarterbacks. I mean, when Jay Cutler's at the top of the list. You know, God things are going well. Well, whatever. We have the future of, of, of the position now, so. Yeah. Uh, number six, I'll go with. Uh, I'm going to admit it. I loved Chip Kelly. I thought he was I thought he was going to change the NFL for sure. Uh, his first year he comes in, he wins, a, uh, what was it, like 11 games with the yeah, Eagles. Yeah, he, he took the league by storm. Yeah, his offense was exciting. It was always no huddle. Uh, he had Nick Foles. Throw seven touchdown passes in one game. Uh, I mean, this guy broke the NFL. And then the next year, he was really bad. And then he, the next year, he was even worse somehow. And uh, he's never gotten a job again. So, well, I mean, well, now he has one at uh, UCLA, but oh yeah, he's he's meant to be in college. I mean, those kind of offenses they just don't work in the pros. I don't know why. I don't claim to know why, but uh, you know, they don't. They just don't. You can't be that. You can't use that much trickery. Well, because everyone's fast in the NFL. Everyone's strong, and everyone's a like a a, a pro. And they're smart. They've seen this crap before. You yeah. know, they, they'll watch the tape on you. you yeah. Know, once for... you get film of something, you have to completely change it. And Chip and Chip didn't know how to do that. Yeah, and in college that can work because you know the players are only starting for one year. You know, so everyone's moving around. But yeah, I'm sure he'll be successful at UCLA. But uh, I thought he was going to break the NFL. And everyone's offenses are going to have to change. Well, number but. seven is um, it's something that I always thought would be incorrect, but lately, it who knows? You know, it's it's kind of up for debate who who had a better career. But I thought the Bulls should have drafted Michael Beasley number one overall <laughs> over Derrick Rose. At first, it seemed like a ridiculous thing to think. Now, uh, I don't know. Well, no, it's still ridiculous because you never get an MVP year out of Michael Beasley. And yes. Derrick Rose yeah. changed Chicago for a time. He was so exciting. Like, about like a week ago, Michael Beasley went for like 36, 8, and 8. And the, <laughs> and the crowd started chaining MVP at, at the Garden, so. 
<laughs> so they basically got the same effect as what Derrick Rose did to Chicago exactly. for the first two years. Exactly. Yeah, um, not like literally everything Everything in Chicago changed with Derrick Rose. He, he made a big difference, but he just, it's really sad what happened to him. But yeah, right now, I'd definitely rather have Michael Beasley on my team than Derrick Rose. So maybe that was just me uh, foreshadowing. Like that's Ooh, predicting the future. Yeah, I'm I'm more of a long term guy, a, a big picture guy, you know. <laughs> oh, I know. That's, that's a good call, especially with going over all of these predictions we had. I can really tell that you're a big picture guy, and so am I. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, well, that's all I got. You got you got one more to finish this off. I do. Uh, Milwaukee Bucks superstar, number one overall draft pick. Andrew Bogut. Yeah. Yeah, I could have had Chris Paul, but, I, you know, Bogut was a really good, decent rebounder, <laughs> and he could score a little bit. So, you know, pros and cons, Chris Paul, Andrew Bogut are right there. But, uh, yeah, that that he was an okay player, but when you're drafting number one overall, you wanted Derrick Rose, you know, you want a Chris Paul. But, nope, we got Andrew Bogut, who ended up leaving – now he's, uh, I think he got released by the Warriors, so there's a chance, people are talking, Bogut could make his return to Milwaukee, but I don't, I, I don't know, I don't think he even want to, I doubt he was treated that well, fans probably were pissed at him for not being very good, so. Yeah, that's that's probably true, but he wasn't necessarily like a huge bust, he just wasn't no. great. No, he wasn't, he definitely wasn't a bust because he was a starter, and he still gets, you know, minutes to this day, but he... You know, when you're the number one overall pick, it comes with a certain expectation. And uh, he did not live up to that at all. Yeah. Well, that um, that that's it, right? That's the whole MySpace Top 8. Yeah. Well, we I, I guess next segment is... Uh, we only have two segments, basically, on the show. So, uh, it's pretty obvious it's coming. But it's, it's our very own thought of, very original. We did not take this from anyone. Um, stat of the week... Oh, excuse me. <laughs> All right, Jake. Well, uh, you want to give me yours first because you said it would blow my mind. This is this is one of the craziest stats I've ever seen ever. All right. So I saw this on the twitter.com. It says since since the year 2000, every single player that Nick Saban has signed and that player has stayed for 3 years at either LSU or Alabama has won at least one national championship. So every so, single person that has signed a um, a scholarship for Nick Saban has won a national championship. That's insane. <laughs> that's that's unbelievable. That's he's the only person in the world that can literally like think about that's all the great such recruiters. A recruiting tool. Think about all yeah. the great recruiters, and he can go into that person's house and talk to their parents and talk to that kid and be like, "You you're gonna have to stay three years." I can guarantee yeah. a, a championship. I'll guarantee you win a championship. And then, <laughs> that, and then that actually is insane. And then they'll say, there's no way. And then he just brings up this exact podcast and goes to this exact <laughs> minute. <laughs> this is a great recruiting <laughs> listen, listen to these two break it down for you real quick. So th- yeah, no, everyone just go to Alabama. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's like if you have – I don't get how anyone doesn't go to Alabama if you have the chance – there's so many people who it's like they were head offers from Alabama, but they wanted to play right away, so they went to Texas Tech. You're a loser. Well, if you're a quarterback, I mean, you want to just play. I mean, well, not if you're too much of a little who's a badass, but, you know, if you're just a regular quarterback and you don't know, maybe by the time you're a junior, they have some new freshman stud in there who just be- they bench you for them, and then you never get to play, you know? And it's not like they churn out NFL quarterbacks. I mean, who's the best quarterback to come out of Alabama? A.J. McCarron? Probably. <laughs> well, that's not very good. So I, get, I can see why players don't want to go, but every other position, you got to go. Go to Alabama. It's mind-blowing to <laughs> me. I mean, I feel like if you're a good quarterback, like if you are a quarterback that would have the talent to get drafted, you are going to have the talent to play at Alabama, and you're going to get plenty of spotlight and play against SEC defenses. Well, that part, and there's also guys, you know, Alabama likes guys who run the football at quarterback, so I don't know if they even offer for these pocket passers, but, you know, like a, a pocket passer could get uh, looked over for, because Nick Saban loves to have Jalen Hurts running up the middle and truck guys every, you know, three times a drive, you know, but, yeah, 
Nick Saban's a great coach, so I can't really say anything against him. So, yeah, so more of the story is if you play for Nick Saban, you you are going to win a national uh, title. That's a great stat, Colton. What a stat of the week. My stat of the week has something back to NFL, the NFL football, they call it. Uh, Nathan Peterman, the backup quarterback for the Bills. I'll start it off with a light stat. He had three plays, and he had to play in three plays that game. In those three plays, he managed to throw an interception, get sacked, and have an intentional grounding. So, you know, great, great game, Nathan Peterman. And my stat stat of the week, though, is that Nathan Peterman had more interceptions than Tyrod Taylor on 405 fewer passes. Brutal. (laughs) Yeah. Absolutely awful. I mean, and they they benched Tyron Taylor for this guy. Well, there's there's room, there's people saying like close to the organization that there's no way that they re-sign Tyrod. I th- yeah, I think a lot of teams could really use Tyrod. I'd be excited. I'd be excited to see where he lands. Tyrod in Denver. Yeah, I was I was just say Tyrod in Denver. But there's also Kirk Cousins. There's so many free agent quarterbacks. Sam Bradford. You know, Sam Bradford's not that good. Well, he could be a starter, though. You know, he was he was doing pretty well in Minnesota, and then he got hurt again. But I'm just saying, there's there's a lot of possible starting quarterbacks out there that are you know, and there's also a bunch that are about to get drafted. So it'll, be, it'll be fun. And there's uh, Peterman. Sorry, and Nathan Peterman, he might be on the trade block. Yeah, and well, AJ McCarron almost got traded. Yeah, for like a, that story first and a second because the Browns are ridiculous. And then they couldn't, didn't get the paperwork in in time, so they couldn't actually make the trade. They like came on and said that wasn't true, but I definitely believe it's true. Yeah, I think like the other, t- I think the Bengals said it was true though. They're like, yeah, we we agreed. They just didn't get the paperwork. In. God, that's so embarrassing. Well, that's <laughs> that's the Browns. Um, over or under two and a half wins next season for your Cleveland Browns. Over. I'm saying they win five games. That's ballsy. Yeah, I think they, they can turn it around. Ah, actually, Hugh Jackson's their coach. Hugh Jackman is their coach still. And, it's, uh, it's, it's Jackson. Yeah, I know, but I like to call him Hugh Jackman. Ooh, like the actor. Like the Wolverine. But, um, yeah, he's still there. So probably, actually, I'm going to taper that down to three and a half wins. I'd probably take the over. Okay, well. You well, go just, under three and a half, I'm guessing? Yes, I'm going to over, always go under three and a half until I'm wrong. Or under. <laughs> yeah, well, how many? What's your over under for the Bears next year now? With these new coaches, sixteen. I'm going to go <laughs> under. <laughs> yeah, well, you're wrong. <laughs> yeah, well, fuck you. No, uh, I think the Bears realistically seven and nine next year. Seven and a half. Yeah, I, love, I, I yeah seven. Uh, let's go. They've won eight over the last two years. I think you can be, you could honestly do six and a half, and people would still take the under. I'll take the over on on six and a half. So would I probably, but it's it's not, you know, eight wins in two years. So yeah, with a very bad coach, with a lot of bad penalties and a lot of losing close games. True, very true. But we don't know how good of a coach uh, Nagy is, and uh, we'll see. The Bears have a lot of question marks. But, they do, uh, but they also have one exclamation point, and his name rhymes with bitch. <laughs> it does rhyme with bitch. <laughs> Damn, I shouldn't have made that point. No, no, as in like, bitch, you look good today. You know, oh, yeah. You know, like, or you like know how, how like we normally talk. Yeah, like that's bitching. You know? Yeah, that's bitching. We yeah. can say that's mitching. Hey, I just got promoted to CEO. Damn, dude, that's bitching. <laughs> <laughs> that's mitching. Yeah, that, that's oh man, that's oh, fuck, that's gonna be some stupid ass hashtag next year. <laughs> that it's bit mitching. Uh, we're gonna have to copyright that. So copyright, lots of money. copyright, uh, trademark. Um, we're calling it right now. Dips. Copyright. <laughs> dips. Dips. That's, that's, how, that's, that's how this that's, stuff works. That's how the law works. <laughs> well, that's it. We had yeah. We had no guests like, this oh, week. Well, I'm gonna do my freaking best to have a guest next week. Um, I told Jake the names that we might get. Um, they're big somehow. Yeah, I, I, I can verify that when he told me, they were exciting names. 
But we will try to have somebody on next week. If you're listening to this and you're famous in any way, let me know. You you can come right on. Unless, yeah. unless totally. you're a Nazi. We don't like Nazis. Oh, yeah. No, we're definitely anti-Nazi podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Oh, and we have an exciting Game of Thrones episode coming soon. Yes. I have one episode left, people. Uh, it, the, and the second to last episode was amazing, but uh, I'm really scared for the long wait I'm going to have for like a, basically a year until the next season comes out. Yeah, um, brutal. We're not going to do any any recaps at the end of any um, episodes because we're just going to do one full recap episode. Yeah, and we'll go through a bunch of episodes and things we liked, and yeah, it'll be fun. So I doubt you've watched um, anything else recently. No, I've I've watched you know like four episodes over this week. So, have I talked about my my uh, Black Mirror kick lately? You have. You can talk about your Jerry Seinfeld show now. Yes, um, this it is a little talk show. Um, it was an internet show for a little bit, but it's very popular. It's Jerry Seinfeld, and it's called Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee. It's awesome. It's super watchable, and it's very easy to just pop through like three episodes in a row each episode's like 15 to 20 minutes and he just has famous people on there yeah and i've seen one with obama and it was actually very funny because yeah. you know he tried to you know there's a lot of security and stuff they couldn't actually go get coffee anywhere they just had to do it in the white house obviously yeah spoiler so, alert uh, it was funny no yeah it's it's a lot of fun uh he he it's, it's just basically just first episodes like jim carrey and then, then it's jimmy fallon and um I'm watching one with uh, Chris Rock right now. It's it's hilarious. That's awesome. Yes, it is. <laughs> I mean, I love, you can't if you don't love Jerry Seinfeld, you're you probably fit into the Nazi category, and you can turn off this podcast. Yes, I mean I do know some people who aren't Nazis who don't like Jerry Seinfeld, but the show's still <laughs> still very very fun. <laughs> That's a good point. He's actually not that lovable, but I just love Seinfeld so much, the TV show that anything he's in, I'm gonna check it out. But, um, you know what I watched the other day that I haven't seen it in a long time that I forgot how funny it is, is the, the movie Hoodwinks. You ever seen Hoodwinks? Yeah, Brock used to love, yeah, your, our friend Brock got me into that show, movie, and we watched it like ten times. That movie is here. hilarious, but what's funny is that if you watch it now, the uh-huh. graphics are so bad. It's oh, so I know, bad. I saw it on Netflix the other day or something, and I was like, oh my god, this is what this looked like? I it, thought this was like a... It like looks a like a movie. it looks like a 2005 PS2 game. It does. Like I thought, I legitimately when I remember back to it, I can see the girl hoodwinked, and she looks like she was done by Pixar, like perfectly in my memory. But then I watched it, and I was like, oh my god! It, but it's it's hilarious. I was laughing my freaking butt off. His butt cheeks off over here. I I have butt cheek. I have no more butt cheeks. Just just a crack on my back. <laughs> That's a great uh, visualization. That's all right. Thank you. <laughs> so that's it, folks. Episode twenty nine is over. Episode thirty, we'll have a guest. I don't know who yet. Jake doesn't know who yet. But if you're famous and you're listening to this, you know you. So listen up. Um, it could be you. Could investors possibly you? Oh uh, yeah, we're definitely accepting investors as well. Correct. Yeah. Um, at C-O-L-T-O-N-S-T-V-A-N-C-E-N-T is my Venmo. I'm pretty sure it's illegal to ask people to pay me through this, but that's is cool. it? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I think it is, but it's cool. Do it anyway. Yeah, um, we have to start a Patreon or something, but yeah, know. I'll start a, uh, I'll start like a charity, and the charity just goes straight to my bank account. Yeah, but then we'd be, <laughs> yeah, but then we'd be uh, so rich so fast from our millions of listeners donating money that we'd Correct. probably stop making the show. So. Correct. Yeah, it's it's sort of like I had this really dumb girl in my um, in my class like like a year ago, and it was she raises her hand. And she's like, "Hey, since there's so many people in this world, what if everyone just donated one dollar and we ended world hunger?" And like I looked at her, and I was like, "You're so dumb. You're so <laughs> dumb." Um, but that being said, if everyone j- just donates a dollar to me, I will be rich. Yes, that is very true. Uh, yes, it is. That, shout out to that girl, though. Thanks for that quote. Yeah, she's such an idiot. Um, <laughs> but at Colton St. Vincent on the Twitter, at Jake LaRue one on the Twitter, at BackupQB underscore blog on the Twitter. 
Uh, BackupQuarterback.org is our blog. We also have a YouTube. Search Backup Quarterback, C-O-L-T-O-N. You'll see me on there. i got videos coming. Facebook, give us a like, rate, review, subscribe, the podcast. Download episodes. Go to the Apple Store and download episodes on their phones. I tried that the other day, and they kicked me out of the Apple Store. (laughs) (laughs) Did they? Really? Yeah, they did. Well, I went there because I cracked my phone, which is such a bitch. I fell. All right, here's – talk about uh, visualization. I was pooping, and I had my pants around my ankles, and my phone was in my back pocket, and it just slipped out literally two inches from the ground and just turned and, like, the bottom – where I talk, like hit the floor first. So it like the phone didn't even fall. It was just like it transferred from my pants to the floor. Uh-huh. And then it just, and then it was like standing upright. And then it just knocked over and it cracked the screen. And that's how it happened. Did you watch it fall over? Were you I, I did. And then I, when, it, when it fell, I heard like a little tink. And I was like, uh. oh my God, are you kidding me? <laughs> this uh. is a joke. And I and I was just like I just finished working a double and I was sweaty and gross and hungover and it was miserable. What uh, a fun night for you. So then I went to the Apple Store to ask them how much it would get paid. I, I gave my name, the reason I was there. I walk in, it was pretty busy, but there's like 300 employees in there. <laughs> and I waited for like two and a half hours and never got fucking helped. I never so got annoying. helped. So then. Like every twenty minutes, somebody would come up and be like, "Hey, what's your name? What are you doing here?" And I was like, "I'm Colton St. Vincent," and um, my screen cracked. I'm just asking how much it's gonna cost to get fixed. Oh, okay. Um, I'm gonna go find someone to help you. Nobody ever came. <laughs> what garbage! You would think being a celebrity now. I yeah. Did you show? Someone. Did you print? Did you bring the paper with you and show it to them? No. Um, the plan was to. Subscribe all the phones in there to the <laughs> podcast, and then be like, "Look, even all your phones are are uh, subscribed." But yeah. then um, <laughs> that, that, I can't believe that plan didn't work. But then, <laughs> they watched me do it, and I think basically, if I just said sorry and just didn't do any anymore, I would have been fine. But I was like, "Yeah, okay." <laughs> and then I just yeah, kept okay. Going. I'm gonna keep doing it. Yeah, and they're like, "Sir, you can't do that. It's like self promotion." And I was like, "Yes, it is." And I just kept doing it, and then they're like, "We're gonna have to ask you to leave." And I was like, "Why? I'm I'm waiting." <laughs> and then they were like, "All right, yeah, yeah, you need to go." And then there was some big dude at security. I was like, "I'm, I'm not in the mood to deal with this." Yeah. Well, I mean, can't believe how many phones did you get though? You had to get us at least like eight. <laughs> nice. Thanks, man. Thanks. Um, I'm sure they just like reset the phones. Likely, very likely. But. Um, what else we got? I think that's about it. That is about <laughs> it. So, um, thanks for joining us. We are now celebrities, so we're going to big time you if you see us on the street. Yep, um, yep. And we're waiting for our money, uh, Chicago Tribune. The Tribune is bringing in money. The My Venmo venture is probably going to start picking up. Yeah, I mean, we should at least get uh, repaid for that paper you had to go out and buy. It was three fucking dollars. <laughs> Yeah, what would we be expecting our three dollars? Back when America was great, it was a nickel. <laughs> yeah, let's get back to that. And then I bought it at like a gas station. It was the only place I like I could find. I went to like three Walgreens, a Walmart, and like two other gas stations, and they had nothing. As far as, as we were in it, and it was just flying off the shelves. But this one was like <laughs> at the bottom of this pile, and it was like folded up and like chewed on. <laughs> it was it was under like all the piles from like the. Like uh, November issues, and I was like, "Why? Do they, why are these here?" And I <laughs> and I somehow dug and found it. So, right. Well, I mean, now you can bring that around and show it in Apple stores, so people don't think you're just self promoting, and they know that we're already famous. Well, actually, the exact reason I would bring that into the Apple store would be to, to self promote. But oh, it's sort of awkward. But you know, either way, I'll cut that they so that. they can't use that in in court. Yeah, we'll cut this out of the podcast. All right, well, that is it. Uh, final thought, Jake, go. Final thought. Uh, 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 I'm excited. All right, that's good. All right, well, <laughs> thank you for joining us. Uh, have a great week. We'll see you next week. We love you. I love you. Jake loves you. I love you, and we love you. And wear your seatbelt. Wear your seatbelt. Do your, do your, hey, taxes are coming up, right? Oh. 
Oh, we God. should have a whole episode, episode. about oh, doing our taxes. All right, bye. Bye. <laughs>